Hello, welcome to another podcast from Access Brokerage Real Estate. This is Jim Parker, broker, 770-265-7293, serving metro Atlanta area's residential home buying or home selling needs. Give me a call. The title of the podcast is Measuring the Cost of Real Estate Wire Fraud. What is the cost of wire fraud within the real estate industry? According to FinCEN, which is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network of the U.S. Treasury, real estate industry filed $893 million in losses during the two years of 2020 and 2021. Of the total requests for getting money back from the fraud, about 75% were made by consumers in 2022. Approximately $107,000 was the average wire fraud for consumers. Of the recovery requests for wire fraud in 2022, 41% were cash-to-close transactions. In other words, no lenders, no loans, no mortgages were involved. 24% involved mortgage payoffs, and 11% were seller net proceeds. And wire fraud recovery success rates for consumers are about one-third that of real estate firms' attempts to recover their FinCEN's financial trend analysis on the business email compromise in real estate sector. That report during that two-year period summarized a number of money laundering topologies that are used by the business email compromise attackers, including the use of money mules, which is a, a romance scam using an individual to convince the person with the money to transfer money to them and, you know, in hopes of getting married or meeting up with them and, and other fraud types, such as convertible virtual currency, CVC, like Bitcoin. Now, the average monthly value incidence increased from 2020 through 2022. The data indicates the average was about $354,000, but a median of 108700 You know, the median equal number of events happening above and below that point. But that was a median point. The analysis suggested the average monthly value was 503000 with a median value of 132000 Title and closing entities were the most commonly impersonated. Most common victims were individuals and entities involved in the title and closing processes within a real estate transaction were reported in the review period. Next, domestic transfers, top destination of funds tied to the incidents. Uh, almost 90% involved domestic transfers of fraudulent funds to U.S. depository institutions. Now, you think of wire fraud going across the U.S. border. This just states that almost 90% of them were fraudulent transactions happening within the United States borders. So that gives you a clue of, of the bank's ignorance in all this happening and their inability to intervene or stop this. That ought to be a warning sign. There is mixed success in the recovery of funds by financial institutions. Of the 2,000 incidents reported to FinCEN during the period, details regarding recoveries were very unclear and not provided in over 30% of those incidents. Of the 70% that were reported, they reported full fund recoveries of about a fifth of those, partial fund 15%, no fund recoveries 20%, and then institutions that blocked or denied to process were over 12%. That's probably part of the United States and part of the international fraud. So this begs the question of, will the U.S. Treasury have any influence in the banking industry to stop this wire fraud from happening? I don't think so. I think it's left on the shoulders of the individual, and you have to be careful of who you're sending your money to because it could be gone without any avenue. As always, I post links 
to the sources that I use for these podcasts within the Anchor podcast itself. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Jim Parker, broker with Access Brokerage Real Estate, serving Metro Atlanta's home buying and home selling need. 770-265-7293. Have a great week and God bless.